Good morning, everybody. Today, Vezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Yud Aleph in Maseches Rosh Hashanah. And we're going to really have a Rosh Hashanah topic today. We'll start five lines up from the bottom of Yud Amud Bez with the question of when was the world created? Tanya says the Brisa. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, B'tishrei Nivra Olam. Well, that's what you probably thought. The world was created on Rosh Hashanah. We're learning Masechus Rosh Hashanah after all. First of all, not exactly. Nivra Olam, mm, the world, it was created on, towards the end of Elul, mind you. What he means is, when he says Nivra Olam, he means, uh, humans. Okay? It, it's you, humanity was born on Rosh Hashanah, on the sixth day of creation. Okay, now we're talking about... See what I mean? Since the focal point is for Adam, and ultimately, Bishvil Rashid for Klal Yisrael, as the first word in the Torah says, so that is when we say the world was created. But but as the Ran here explains, this is really what Rabbi Yezer means when he says that that's when the world was created. So that's first of all. That's Tishrei. And that's what you would have expected. Now we have a list of other things that also um, were sort of the beginning of time that happened as the Brisa continues. But Tishrei noldu avos. Okay, the avos were born on Tishrei. I had this discussion with Rabbi Gross last night. I said, it, you know, we always like to downplay birthdays. What's the point of a birthday? You know, Paro had a birthday. But the Avos, why do we care when their birthday was? So Rebbe Gross said, we're not talking about their birthday, we're talking about the day of their birth. So I said, what's the difference? So he said, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Betishrei Noldu Avos, Betishrei Mesu Avos. The Gemara will explain significance to the fact that they passed away on the same day that they were born. Then the, then the Brisa continues to say, Betishrei Noldu Yitzchak. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, isn't he one of the Avos? For that, you have to look at the first Rashi on Yudal from Adalaf already and take a peek, and it says, No do Avos, Avram Yaakov. So, yeah, so the Avos is referring to the Avos, as you might have thought, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, except for that fact that we have sources that we will see that point to when Yitzchak was born. So he could not have been born. You have to have Rav Moshe Shapiro explain, right, or the like, Explain the significance. Why would Avram and Yaakov be born in Tishrei and Yitzchak be born on Pesach? The significance of that. Perhaps we'll get a little bit into that. Okay. But be that as it may, that maybe they would have, again, the Torah doesn't say when Avram and Yaakov were born at all, the time of year. So we say that it was in Tishrei. Uh, and we'll see the, the sources for that. But Yitzchak, you can deduce that they were, that he was born on Pesach, so he's, um, off the list. Then, Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida, Sarah, Rachel, Vechana. And Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida is like remembered, right? Yalev, Yavov, Yagiv, Yarev, Yifaked, right? Vishamavi is Acher. To be remembered, to be Nifkad, is when the prayers of Sarah and of Rachel, who were barren, and then it was, um, remembered, and Nifkad is like a remembrance that has an element of action to it. So it was remembered, that their plight, and then it was it was decreed 
that they would have children. Why am I going out of my way to say that this, that this was remembered and thus decreed? Why am I not just saying that they conceived on Rosh Hashanah? So, because of the, the second Rashi in Yudal Famadal, Ba Zichronam Litova, Benigzar Aleim Herayon. That Herayon was decreed. I'm quoting Rashi. What's the significance of that? We'll see. Because as the Gemara will go on to say, it's very unlikely to say that they were conceived in Rosh Hashanah. Although, Abari Leibowitz, the great Afyomi master, had some source, um, that said, Oh, it, you know, you know that in Yom Kippur there's Chamesh Sinuyim and there's no Tashmish Shemitah in Yom Kippur, and maybe that would be true also in Rosh Hashanah. And he says no, because you see Nifkedu on Rosh Hashanah. Well, if Nifkedu doesn't mean, according to that um, halachic decision, it sounds like they th- he thinks that that's when they were conceived. But be that as may, that's not what Rashi says. So we're going to go with Pshat. Thank you, Bari Leibowitz, for uh, for that. And then the last line in Yudam Beis Berosh Hashanah Yatsa Yosef Beisasurim. As the Gemara will explain, we uh, will bring sources to say that Yosef came out of jail on, uh, when he was in Mitzrayim on Rosh Hashanah. Now, this is amazing, right? Um, that this is the list that when the world was created, when the Avos were born and passed away, and um, this is the list of the critical world events that took place on Rosh Hashanah. That is Shitas Rebeliezer. This all happened um, except for the birth of of Yitzchak, that uh, all those other things happened on Tishrei, when they say Rosh Hashanah, it sounds like it's certainly referring to the Rosh Hashanah that we're talking about in Tishrei. As we arrive, finally, Yadal from Adalaf, but Rosh Hashanah, but avoid them of the same Mitzrayim, another thing that happened on Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei, which was when we stopped working in Shibud Mitzrayim, and then finally, Benisan Nigalub, and then in the month of Nisan, there was Yitzias Mitzrayim, Okay, so you see here, there was six months before they left, so you could say, you could look at it one of two ways. Are you a glass, you're a glass half full guy, right, Andrew? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you could say, uh, well, the last six months of Mitzrayim, I mean, the Shebud was bad, but they were chilling the last six months. Or you could say, isn't that amazing? They had the Makos, we have a tradition for the last year, and still, during the beginning of the Makos, they were still, even as they were experiencing the Makos, the Mitzrim were still, um, the Mitzrim were still, uh, being Meshabidas. Why is Benjamin Gutman calling me? I hope I'm still recording. Uh, <coughs> now, and then it says, Benisa Nigalu, in the month of, uh, let me see, sorry. Okay, here we go. Benisa Nigalu. <laughs> and then he goes, in the month of Nisan they were redeemed. And Betishrei are season Ligael. And then in Tishrei, right, they are destined to have the what? The final redemption. Mashiach times will be in Tishrei. So that's fascinating too, right? That even though in Nisan this will be addressed, but Shittas Rabbi Eliezer is that the day of the ultimate Geula corresponds to the day that the Avos were born and corresponds to the day that the world was created, all of which was on Tishrei, Okay. As opposed to, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua Omer, second line, Yudal from Adalif, Benisa Nivra Olam, Benisa Noldu Avos. <coughs> so he holds, that's the fundamental, right, difference that is going to run through this thread, where Rabbi Yezer holds, Petishra Nivra Olam, Rabbi Yeshua holds, Benisa Nivra Olam. The world is created in Nisan. Okay. 
He too is referring to the sixth day of creation. I figured it out. Okay. Um, so, so I figured it out that you probably didn't know the code just now. Right, he, he tries 613 in every possible way. Uh, okay, welcome. I'm sorry, Barry. Barry sends his regards. He'll be here, God willing, tomorrow. Everybody welcome in Yaman Gutman. I was like, why is he calling me? Schmooze. Okay. So we're on the second uh, line in Yudalaf Amidalaf. We just went through um, what Rabbi Eliezer holds, which is Betisha Nivra Olam. And now we're in Shitas Rabbi Yeshua. Benisa Nivra Olam. By the way, Andrew, you know how we paskin? We paskin benisan nivra olam. This is counterintuitive. You would think that Rosh Hashanah is when the world was created, and therefore we have um, sort of quality control on the same day of creation, and we just Hashem's sort of checking up on us uh, every time. However, how do I know the benisan? What do you mean we paskin? What's the psak? Well, birchasachama, birchasachama, right, um, is something that we say every how many years? Every 27 years, right. So last time I was in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Next time we'll be in Yerushalayim. The time before that I was in Solomon Shechter in Jericho. But be that as it may, the Birch um, HaSachama is based on, on when the sun was created. And when do we say Birch HaSachama? In Nisan. So we paskin, literally la that the world was created in Nisan. So what is going on with Rosh Hashanah? Doesn't it sound like in the, if you look at the liturgy of Rosh Hashanah, like we're talking about like Hayom, uh, the world was created, but actually, no, Hayom Haras Olam. What's Haras? Like Lashon Herayon that we just had over here. Haras is conceived. The world was conceived, literally in terms of, right, Hashem conceived of the idea, okay, and so Rosh Hashanah being a Nisan is when it was, it could be, what it means is that that's when the idea was conceived. This is what some of the Yishonim explain. And then it was in Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei that it was actualized, right? That it was actually created. So there's something uh, to Hashem, not that we can conceive of what it means to Hashem to conceive, but the point is something to conceived and then brought into Poal. Okay, there's, there's a lot more here. Well, we'll go through the Shittas for Yeshua. So Yeshua Amer, Benisa Nivra Olam, Benisa Noldu Avos, so again, fascinating, right? He, he follows that the world was created and therefore that's when the Avos were all born. And therefore, if that's when the Avos were born, Benisa and Mesu Avos, that's when they passed away. That's going to be the same. So again, Rabbi Eliezer will disagree on all three. He thinks that all the three of those things would be on Tishrei. However, Pesach, Nola, Yitzchak, that they both agree because we're going to have a source for it. But Rosh Hashanah, Nifkid Asar, Rachel, And then Rosh Hashanah is, uh, here he means Tishrei, right? And that was um, decreed Sarah Rachel So we have sources for that, as we'll see in the Gemara as well, so that that remains on, on Tishrei. And Berosh Hashanah Yosef Yosef Mibes Asuri, and that also remains in Tishrei. And Berosh Hashanah Batla Avodim Avosayim Mitzrayim. All of these things are consistent between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shua. They'll both agree. Okay? And Benisan Nigalu, obviously leaving Mitzrayim is source in the Torah. The Gemara is just going to say, yeah, like look in the Torah and read any part of uh, say for Shmos, and you'll see that that happened in Nisan. Okay, so that nobody disagrees on. However, Nisan exceedingly guile, right? So where the machlokus is is when the world was created, when the Avos were born, and the Avos here we mean Avram and Yaakov, and when the ultimate Geula will come. Where Rabbi Eliezer says it was in Tishrei, and Rabbi Shua says that it was 
in Nisan and will be in Nisan. Okay. Um, the Ran asks, wait a minute, if it's true that uh, we paskin on Rabbi Yeshua, or even if we don't paskin, it happens to be that we do, but according to Rabbi Yeshua's concept of Menitsa Nifar Olam, what are we doing with Rosh Hashanah being in Tishrei? Why is Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei? So we explained that that's when the world was actually um, physically created as opposed to conceived. That's one shot. And the shot that the Ron gives is that Yom Kippur dictates when Rosh Hashanah is. In other words, Yom Kippur we know is on the first month and we have already talked about the months being dissociated from the year. And so we know that Yom Kippur is in Tishrei. So can say that. And therefore, that's why Rosh Hashanah ties to and, and that's when the luchos, right, uh, right. That's when that's when um, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to come down with the with the second set of luchos, etc. So that's what you're talking about, the mechila um, that went on on Yom Kippur, and in going backwards because of the ascension of the ten days leading up to Yom Kippur. That's why Rosh Hashanah, according to the Ran, is in fact placed in Tishrei. Amazingly, according to Rabbi Shua, who holds that in fact the world was created on, in um, in Nisan. Okay, so now <coughs> let's go through the sources. Brisa Tanya, How do we know that the world was created in Tishrei? Shenemar vayomer Elokim pri. So Binyamin Gutman is a Balkara. He'll recognize all these psukim. This is from Sefer Brachos, Parsha Brachos, in fact. That the, what did Hashem say? Let the land be covered with vegetation. Rashi explains that, that the land, right, is going to be nigmar perio, right? The eights pre means that it's already fully, uh, developed. Says the Gemara, Ezu arts. Now here, it says motzia and the girsa is changed to malaya, we'll see. Uh, later on it says malaya and it's changed to motzia in order to make the Gemara make sense. So we're gonna say malaya. Which is the month where everything is already, what, fully ripened. So what happens is, uh, just biologically, because um, I know that Binyamin is a botanist, because I see him working in the yard, but Andrew is more of a uh, white-collar worker. And so, Andrew, let me explain to you. What happens in nature is things sprout in the spring, and then they're sort of ripen over the course of the summer. And then they're fully developed by Tishrei. So therefore, when is the month that things are fully already ripened? So from the Pasuk that says that the creation of the world happened in such a way that things were already fully developed is, in, is the source that the world was created, in fact, in Tishrei when things in nature are fully developed. Oh. So now, uh, a, a further proof to just support that point. And also... That has to be the rainy season, which we know, right, starts in Tishrei. And the rains have to come down and everything had to sprout even more. Right, mist came up from the earth. <coughs> that makes it sound like it was, in fact, watered the whole surface. That is assumed to be rainy season, and therefore everything fits, says, right, Rebbe Leezer, and that must mean the creation took place in Tishrei. However, be sure, Omer says the Gemara Minayin Shvinisa Nivra Olam Shenema Betoyse Aretz Desha Asev Mazria Zerav Eitz Osepri. Ah, that Betoyse Haaretz is different, right? Than Vayomer Kim Tache Haaretz and then Zera Eitz Pri, right? But this sounds like that it was just starting to sprout. The Eitz Osepri, as opposed to Zera Eitz Pri, 
It sounds like things are just sprouting for the first time. Ah, uh-huh. well, that happens in Nis- in Nissan, as the Gemara continues to say. Motzi'ah. See, that's why they changed the gear. So here, when is it first sprouting out? The Shaim Ilan Motzi Peros. When does the sprouting take place? Have a Oimer Zen Nisan. Right. That is um, what goes on biologically, and therefore it is a reference to Nisan. And here too, we will have a support. The Oisa Perik Zman Behema Vachayv Oif Shemiz Davgen Ze Etzel Ze. Okay, as opposed to another pasuk indicating the rainy season. The support for Yeshua that the world was created in Nisan is that this is when the birds and the bees all are with, are, are mating with each other. Shanamar, love shu, charim hatzon. This is the Pasuk in Tehillim over here. Love shu, charim hatzon, va'amakim yatfu var yisaru af yashiru. It's talking about the song of nature where you have, um, the valleys singing, right? The crops are joyfully singing and and the animals, right? Everything is is just all of nature. The birds, the bees, the crops, and everything is singing together. Which is to say that when things begin to ripen, as Rashi explains, and rustle against each other, as Rashi says, "Love shucharim bizman shisra'u shibolim b'nisan alma nisan zman zivuk behemahu." In other words, it is that time in Nisan. The uh, apparently. The rustling of the beginning of the ripening is the same time that there's the mating of the animals, which means to say that that creation was in Nisan. Okay? That all those things, the song happens in Nisan, and that's when creation was at the time of the mating season. Why, why is this indicating Nisan? Again, it, it's, it's talking about, um, right, but also our parents, Right, so it's saying that all of those things are correlated to one together. It's all one and the same time. And that song of nature was first sung in Nisan because that's when we see the sprouting of those crop. Okay. Now, how are they going to deal with each other's proofs as following? Right? So what's Rabbi Liezer going to do with Eitz Osepri? Right? It's Mashmar that's just sprouting. Right? That it's Nisan. So what's Rabbi Liezer going to do with that? So it says, Ahu Livrachal now he's going to say that's Ladaros. That in other words, sprouting in the future. And, and this makes sense, right? In other words, when Hashem, <coughs> excuse me, created the world, right? He, um, created everything ready made and fully formed. So that's fine. But he created it also with the ability that every subsequent season, every year after the year of creation, they would be able to sprout forth. So that's why it makes the Lashon of sprouting forth. Right. However, on uh, that does not mean that it was at that time of year that he created the world. He created it in Tishrei, but fully formed, and then going forward, it would sprout forth, but in Nisan. Okay. So what would Yeshua do? Right. He holds that the that that it's in Nisan. So what do you do with eight spree that makes it sound like it's fully formed? So there. Hahu ben Levi. He holds like Rabbi Shuvah ben Levi. So it, it works both ways. In other words. Once you say that everything sprouts in Nisan, right, but is fully formed in Tishrei, so you could, you, you could explain both Tsukim, right, that when it says that it was fully formed, it me, it could mean that it was created fully formed, or it could mean that it was, either way, it could mean that it was created, like, in Nisan, but that was the exception, right, and that's when it was created fully formed, or, when it says that it was cre- it's just sprouting, 
right? Then you could say, well, it was in Tishrei, it was created fully formed with the potential to sprout later, right? So, uh, so this is basically what we're going to say inside. So that's what Rabbi Shuvan Levi says. The Rabbi Shuvan Levi called Maisa Bereshis Bekoma Samnivro. So these are three things that when they created the works of creation, right, <coughs> they were created in their full stature, Ladaita Nivro, according to, right, the full design, and Latsiv Yonan Nivro, and this is also Midrashim that Hashem asked, right, each of the sort of celestial beings, how can you ask something that wasn't yet created? I don't know, that's like a conundrum. But the point is, then on some level, Hashem, like, checked in before he created it, said, is this okay with you? Yes, it's okay, okay, fine, now I'll create you. And according to their full characteristic and form, which is to say, everything that was born was was created in its proper form. So, for example, Adamarishon wasn't born an infant, he was born fully formed. Um... What came first, the chicken and the egg? We already learned Mitzvah It's obvious for us. It's the chicken, right? It, w- it would be ridiculous. Who would sit on the egg anyway? But the point is, Hashem could have made an egg that would self-hatch, but that is not what we hold. We hold that everything was fully formed at the point of creation, and therefore the chicken clearly came before the eggs. Right? That is famous. We say this every week, that all of those things were completed, right? The completion of the Shemayim Baritz Chol Tzvam, Atik Ritzvam, their desire. Just to say, everything was created fully formed. So now we're 12 lines up from the wide lines where we talk about the Avos. Right? So that was the Machlokas of creation. They both have support for their positions. Now we're going to talk about the Avos. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Minayin, Shabbat Tishra, Noldu Avos. Shnem Arvik, Halu El HaMelech, Shlomo, Kol Yishisrael, Be'erach HaYisanim, Bechag. Well, how do we know? So basically, everybody gathered. We're talking about Shlomo HaMelech. And it was the Yerach HaYisanim. The Yerach Esanim says that is the month of the Esanim, which we'll see are the strong ones, as the Gemara continues to say, Yerach Shenoldubo Esanei Olam. Right? The month where the Esanim means the mighty ones. Who are the mighty ones? The mighty ones are our forefathers, right? Are the Avos. But how do we know that that's Tishrei? Now for that you need to read the Pasuk Kemalachim. I'll read it to you. No, nobody here says it, except for the Pasuk says, Ve'ikalu ha'lamelech shlomo kol ish Yisrael be'erach Esanim be'chag, that's, that's the actual continuation of the Pasuk. Okay. The Chodesh Hashvi, as we know, is Tishrei. Fine. That's how we know the officer born in Tishrei. That's really a good raya, because the Yerach Esanim sounds like it's referring to the Avos. Okay. My Wait, how do we know that? How do we know that Esan means strength? Because it's Moshavecha. Right? This is actually in the Chumash. Sefer Bamidbar, it says that Esan Moshavecha, your dwelling is, in fact, very mighty. And it also says in Micha, Shimu Harim Esriv Hashem Ba'isanim Mosdei Aretz, and the mountains will hear the, the grievance of Hashem, and the Esanim, the, right, the foundations of the earth. The Omer, Kol Dodi Nezeba, Medaleg Halarim Ekapetz Alagvaos. Andrew recognizes this puzzle because he is an expert in Shir Hashirim. My, my beloved, he's coming, he's skipping over the mountains, on a gross, what is that, what is that? So, we interpret that to say, he's skipping, this skipping, by the way, is talking about the gula, right? He's, we're having a kfitzas haderach, Hashem is coming towards us, right, and he's skipping over the, and the merit of the avos, which are the mountains, and right, leaping because of the hills, which is which are our Matriarchs, right? So beautiful source that the um, Avos were born, right? The Yerach Esanim um, of Tishrei. Rabbi Yeshua, however, Oimer, Minayin Shibin Nisa Noldu Avos, 
where Yeshua says, how do we know? Nisan shenemar vayibah shemonim shana. Rabama shana latzeis b'nei tzolmei mitzrayim. Bashana harviis b'chodesh ziv. We already quoted this pasuk, right? When we're talking about the reign of Shlomo, and we're talking about Rosh Hashanah So we already said that that's why we have it in Nisan. Because we said that the reign of Shlomo, if you recall, was in Nisan, because we see that that happened in Nisan, because it's Chodesh Ziv, even though Ziv, however, means Iyar. That is a little bit puzzling. Rashi, Chodesh Ziv, Iyar who? Okay, so that's Iyar, but wait a minute. Uh, so, so why are we saying Nisan? We'll get to it. So hold on a second. So first of all, the Chodesh Ziv. So let, let, let's, let, let's see what, why ER is Nisan. So we say like this. Okay. So first of all, why is it called Chodesh Ziv? Because that's when the Ziv Sane, Ziv means radiance. Right? Like Ziv Mendelssohn, my friend who went to KBR with me. Who I think lives in the Gush now. Ziv Hashchina. Right? The radiance of the Shechina. Okay, so that the the who are the radiant ones? Those are the avos. That's why it's called chodesh ziv. Okay, <coughs> so now, and by the way, chodesh ziv and right. So so it says ziv. By the way, the pasuk itself says chodesh ziv hu hachodesh hashini. So in case you think I made up, that's what the pasuk says. That's it says beferish is chodesh hashini, which is for for chodashim certainly er. So how are you going to explain? By the way, all of this. So Rashi explains. Right? In other words, if, <laughs> if the Elvis had been born, uh, this is a little, not, not intuitive, but if the Elvis had been born, let's say, let's say your birthday is a Nissan. That means Nissan preceded you, right? Usually, right? Unless you're born like as it was becoming Nissan. But let's assume your birthday is a Nissan, even if it's on the second day of Nissan, Nissan came before you. So then that's not fair. That's not the month that they were sort of first existed. The first month that they fully existed already in creation was ER. But it means that they were born in Nisan. That's what Rashi says. This is something Atosis brought up already on Bezam and Bez. In Bezam and Bez, this was not lost. He, he wanted to be the first to, uh, spoiler alert, um, over there when it said, My Itzias Mitzrayim, uh, in, uh, in where was it? We had, oh, it was a Chodesh Ziv, the third Tosos in Bezam and Bez. Bechodesh Ziv, who a Chodesh Hashini. So he says, over here, it sounds like it's ER, right? And there, and because over there, we were saying the Chodesh Ziv was Nisan. Oh, we, we know that the Pasuk, rather, we said was ER. So he quotes Rashi, our Rashi here in Yudalf, that we just read, quotes it verbatim and explains this discrepancy. That even though, right, it's clear in the Pasuk that it's referring to ER, this is explaining why it's Nisan. That's the first shot is that that's when um, the Avos were already in existence. And the second shot is Kufas Nisan, which is all uh, other thing. Uh, you know, months and seasons, again, were a little bit different um, in those days. <coughs> they, so they were conceived. One could see how one could be referring to ER and referring to it as Nisan because it was that time period in the, in the, in the year. So just wanted to point out that Rashi tells us over there. Abida is uh, even though Chodesh Ziv means ER, it still supports Rabbi Shua's notion that they were born in Nisan. Okay. So what is he going to do with this Yerach Sanim? Says the Gemara. So how is he going to understand that? So he says, Hasam de Takifi be mitzvos. No, it's, it, so says the Gemara. The reason why, the, according to Rabbi Shua, who holds that the Avos were born in Nisan, the reason why Tishrei is called 
the Yerach Esanim is not because that's when the Ovis were born, but rather because that's when we do a lot of mitzvahs. That's the mightiness. And Rashi does the favor of, of uh, reminding us the Chodesh Tishrei that we just went through, the Shoifar Yom Kippur, Sukkah, Lulav, Arava, Nisuchamayim, the mitzvahs that we have on Yerach Esanim. Okay. I mean, that would be a great safer for a, uh, that would be a great name for a safer about things that go on on Tishrei. Yerach Esanim. It exists. Okay. Okay, so what's Rabbi Yezu going to do with this Chodesh Ziv? Sounds like they perhaps were born in Nisan, says the Gemara. Ahud isbe zivale ilone. He says, no, the shine of which we speak is not that of the radiant faces of the Avos, but rather the radiance of the trees. Because Rabbi Yehuda says, Hi, If you go out for a tiyul on the Nisan period, and you'll see your fruit trees in bloom. Right, you go to see the cherry blossoms. You say, Blessed Hashem, where nothing is missing from his world. And he made these beautiful creations and trees. For, right, for human beings to get hanaf from, aka birchas ilanos, right? This is the nusach of the birchas ilan, which you say, b'shem of malchus, um, on the trees, and that is the ziv that is referring to, referring to the radiance of those trees. So now we're in the fifth wide line, and we say, man damer benisan, old benisan mesu. Oh, so where do we get this idea that, so we talked about the birth of the avos. Where do we get this idea that if that's when they were born, that that's when they passed away. That it would be the same day that they were born, it would be the same day that they passed away. And man da'amr betishrei and older betishrei mesu. In other words, everybody holds, there is a machlokas as to when they were born, but everybody holds that they were passed away on the same day that they were born. How do we know? Shanamar, b'yomar lahem, this is quoting what Moshe Rabbeinu said to Klal Yisrael. He said to them, ben mea v'esrim shana anochi hayom. I'm 120 years old today. Okay. He didn't have to say Hayom. <coughs> he could have just said I'm 120 years old. But he didn't just say that. He said, today is my birthday. Now, why would Moshe Rabbeinu at 120 already have to say today is my birthday? At a certain point in life, you stop celebrating your birthday, right? And pointing it out to everybody. No, there is a significance. Letting them know that today is my birthday to let them know that my years are full. That the tzaddikim's days are full from day to day, from month to month, and I'll finish it off from year to year. I will make your days full. Um, so by making your days full, right, uh, it is essentially an indication that you will pass away at on your birthday. Okay. And certainly that would apply to the Avos. And therefore, um, they, they must have passed away on the day. And everybody would agree that whenever you say that that's when they were born, that's when they passed away as well. Um, okay. So now, the Pesach Nola Yitzchak. So you might recall that when we said that the Avos, we're referring to only Avram and Yaakov, Yitzchak has a, must have a source that he was on Pesach, even, right, according, um, even if you hold that the Avos were born in Tishrei, you would have to say that Yitzchak was born on Right, like, like Rabbi Yezer does, you'd have to say that he, even he would concede that Yitzchak was born in Pesach. So nine lines down in the wide. He goes like this, Minalan, how do we know? Ah, oh, amazing. I will return to you. Oh, this week's Parsha. Dafyomi coincidence. Okay. So now you're going to understand this week's Parsha better. What's going on? The angel is coming to Abraham and Sarah, 
who heretofore are barren. And he says, Lamoed Ashuvelecha. So now there's going to be a couple of ways to read this. Lamoed Ashuvelecha. Rashi in this week's parsha, if you remember Sedra already, says that just like now it's Pesach, he etched it on the wall and he says, it's going to be Pesach this time next year. By, next, by this time next year, I will, right, be here and you'll already have a kid. You'll have, Sarah will have a son. Mind you, our, that is quoting a med, Rashi is quoting a medrash that is connected apparently on the surface, our Gemara. Because what our Gemara understands is differently. It says, Amos Kai, okay, when was this spoken? So the Gemara is assuming like this. Lemoed Ashuv Elecha means I'm going to come on Yantiv. Because don't forget, Masech, right, we're learning Seder Moed. Moed means Yantiv. So it sounds like he was coming and he was saying, next Yantiv, I'll come and you, by then you'll have a son. Right? Because Moed can mean time, it can mean Yantiv. So Rashi and Chamesh is going with the Pashup Shat, which means by this time next year. But our Gemara right now is assuming that it means the next possible Yantiv. So now the problem is, Yantiv comes up in Tishrei, and then in Nisan, and then again, Shavuos. So, the longest span of time you ever have is six months. Or, on Hashanah Muberet, if you have any coincidence, like this year, you'll have seven months, and that'll be between Sukkot and Pesach. It's the longest span of time that you'll possibly have for this pregnancy to take effect and then result in a birth. So, that's tough. If you're assuming that he means I'll be there back on Yantiv, then it had to have happened in order to maximize the time, this sort of news had to have come on Sukkot and then actualized on Pesach. So let's see. So how do we know, again, that we're born on Pesach? Okay, so Amos Kai. When was this prophecy said? So if he had, if this was a Pesach, like Rashi says in Chumash, so then that means, and, and you understand, not like Rashi says, but you understand that when he says Memoid, he means I'll come on Yantiv, that must mean that he's referring to Shavuos. So what are you talking about? That's, right? Sheva Shavuot to Mimot. You're talking between Pesach and Shavuot, she's going to have a baby? That's not a baby. That's uh, unfortunate. That's like Chas V'Shalom, um, a, a miscarriage. Uh, the Kaibat Saras or Kamarle Betishrei. No, so it had to be, maybe, he came on Shavuot and then he says, when I come on Sukkot? No. Akati B'chamisha Yachem Ikiyada, right? Because you lose all those days between Pesach and Shavuot. If you go from Shavuos to Sukkot, you still only have like five months. It's not enough time to have a kid. The only thing that makes sense is that when um, in this week's parsha, according to this Gemara, when the Malach came to Sarah, it had to have been on Sukkot, B'chag, and he's telling her, I'll be back Pesach, you'll have a kid by then. So the Gemara says, but that's only six months. Six months is also not enough time to have a kid. Says the Gemara, Tana, Oisa Shanamu Beresaita. Oh, as we said, it was Tafiomi coincidence. That was a Shanamu Beret. Just the whole idea of a Shanamu Beret. Okay, for the Abos. And therefore, seven months. That should be enough. Gemara says, Sof Sof Kimadle Mar Yome Tuma. Wait a minute. Huh. You see, had to be, because don't forget, the Pusik says that Chazrala Orach Kanashim, right? That, that Sarah, um, first got her menstrual cycle back, right, in her 90s in order to facilitate. That's how she knew that she was miraculously capable again of having a baby. But that means that she has to go through that cycle and then she's losing like 14 days. Um, you or, so you, you subtract, right, however many days she needed to, to, um, to um, in order to be tar again, it's, it's gets it down from seven to six and a half. Well, every day is critical at that point. Says the Gemara. So now you're going to get less than seven. Is that going to be 
enough time to bear a child, says Rashi, right? Tumas Nida, says Rashi. Kaimelan, sorry, menu also yom parso Nida. Okay, that's why. This is this week's parsha. Right, so the, it says that he said to her, Lushi Vasi, you go, right? He told her to make the bread, and then it says when he gives it to the guests, he's like, it's like Atkins, right? Or, uh, Paleo diet. He's giving them, he's giving them no carb diet. So he says, Avalois, I go. So he's not giving them the bread. Why? Shalash Because he realized that she did so betuma and he couldn't serve it to them. Wow. So now, so, so, so again, more insights into this week's Parsha. So Amar, Mar Zutra, so how do you handle the fact that it had to have been like at most six and a half months? How do you understand the Pasuk? So we understand it differently, but it says, Amar Mar Zutra, Alright, in order to understand this, you have to understand that they understood the science then to be that if you're going to have a full term nine month baby, you need full nine months. But if you're going to have, they thought that there was like two kinds of pregnancies, the full term and then like the half term one. Once you're having the seventh month version, then you could already have a, a partial seventh month and, and it's good. That's what's going on here. Not the biology that we're familiar with, but be that as it may, it says, Right? And therefore, In other words, even if you hold, that's a machlokas in its own right, whether the nine-month version can be partial or full, but even if you hold the nine-month needs to be full, the seventh month does not. The seventh-month version of pregnancy can be mekutain, which means can be partial month and still be viable. Right, this is with Chana already, that she's been pregnant for a while. It means like a minimum number of what tkufa is a season. So two seasons plus two days, right? Because again, tkufos is plural, yamim is plural, but the absolute minimum of these pluralities, as we know, is two, right? So two seasons is each season, right? Because there's four three-month seasons in the year, Andrew. So each season is three months. So you're going to six months plus two days. So you see that that seventh month can be a partial month and still it can be a viable baby. That in fact is what we say happened with Chana. And therefore, that is also applicable to Sarah. Right, Tosos Ella is nice and big over here on Yudalef, and it's talking about um, the, the, this idea of when the Malachim, I mean, if you want to understand this week's Parsha in greater depth, it goes through the whole episode of the, the, the Malach coming, what did he mean, what did he say, was it Pesach, was it Sukkot, fascinating Right, fascinating uh, idea. We're gonna we're gonna touch on it a little bit more soon. But first, we're six lines up from the bottom on Yeralf and Yeralf. So now we're getting to the emos. So minalon Amar Rabbi Lazar Asip Kida Kida Asis Chira Chira. We have a Gzeir Shava. Let's see the Pesukim. Gzeir Barachel Veiskar Elokim at Rachel. Hashem remembered Rachel. Lashon Zachira. Gzeir Bchana Veiskare Hashem. And also by Chana that Hashem remembered her. Veiskar Zachira Zachira Mi Rosh Hashanah. There we have Rosh Hashanah, Dixiv Shabbat Zichron Chura, right? Zichron, right? It's, it's, we, we, we are not strangers to the fact that Yom Azikaron by the Torah means, uh, not the, right, the secular Israeli Yom Azikaron of today, which is a somber day, but it is Shabbaton Zichron Chura. In the Torah it means Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is the day that they were remembered, right? So Pkida Pkida, this week's parsha again. So you're talking about, right, Hashem remembering them. Fine. So that is the source, right? Nobody's going to, 
disagree with this, that that happened on Rosh Hashanah. Similarly, but Rosh Hashanah, Yotzei Yosef and Beis Asurim. Everybody knows Yotzei Yosef left jail on Rosh Hashanah. How do we know? We know on the Tzav. Tiku b'chodesh shafar b'kesel yom chagenu kichok l'Israel hu. Well, that's the pasuk that talks about the day of judgment of Rosh Hashanah, right? That's the con. That's it's a pasuk in Tehillim describing Rosh Hashanah as we turn to Yud Aleph and Beis, and we see a small page, but it's laden with all kinds of stuff. First of all, there's a hagha on the top. I was like, yeah, I think that's the Bach. No, there's a Gosa Bach. That can't be the Bach. I was embarrassed. I didn't know who this was, this Haggah. So I asked Rabbi Gross. I debased myself, Andrew. And Rabbi Gross says, I don't know. <laughs> but he sent me an article. This Haggah is the Bali Tosfos. They say it's like the Riva. I actually read through this Haggah. I had a rough night, Andrew. I read through this Haggah. It's basically discussing, it's reconciling the Medrash, the Rashi quotes in our Parsha that says, right, Shemati Shavadayam Lachim Ba'u Bepesach, Kedipeyosh Rashi B'Chumash. You see that first line? Like, he's saying, that's what Rashi says in this week's Parsha. Right? He says they came up a Pasach and he, and he made him Sartus Ritaba Kotel, right? They said it'll be this time next year. This is the Medrash of Rashi quotes. So he reconciles the sources. It's the, it, it, and it's similar to what the Riva says on Chumash. The people ascribe it to well, by, by Tosaf in the Riva. Anyway, turns out this type of Haggah only appears three times in all of Shas, and all three of them are in Masechus Rosh Hashanah. So it, maybe it was worth mentioning, and it's one of the Balei Tosafs. Be that as it may, it makes our page look weird, the Tzuras Adaf, but we're back in the Gemara. Edus Yosef. So what does it say? Edus Yosef Samu Betseso. So he made that day a testimony for, for Yosef, right, when he went out. In other words, right, 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 and that's the pasuk. You have to read the the pasuk. The next pasuk is Kichok Yisrael Hu Mishpat Lalakei Yaakov, and then Edus Biyosef Samo B'Tzasol Eretz Yisrael Sfas Loyadati Yashma. That's the full sequence of psukim and Tehillim. So when you read them through, you see and tomorrow's Yom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're one day off on a Dafyomi coincidence, which for us is a lot because we're all usually spot on. Thank you, uh, Binyamin. So, Binyamin Gutman, bringing the heat already on, uh, um, today. So, so be that as it may, right, this, if you read through the Psukim, so you see the day that, you, that Yosef came out is associated with Rosh Hashanah, because it's, it's, uh, sequential Psukim. Fine. How do we know that, that, uh, Lechol Adeos, we stopped working on Rosh Hashanah in the Shibud Mitzrayim, but Rosh Hashanah, bit lavod of Abtei Mitzrayim, Ksiv Hacha, but Sesias Chem, Metachas Sivos Mitzrayim. Says, I took you out of the burden of Mitzrayim. Ksiv Hacha, Masirosi, Misefa Shechmo. And says, regarding freeing Yosef, I removed him from the burden. So what's going on? So just like with Yosef, the burden was removed, so too, the Sivlos, Sevel, Sivlos, both, just like one happened in Rosh Hashanah, the other happened in Rosh Hashanah. Well, that's not, right? That's not, it doesn't sound like a bulletproof, uh, right, uh, Shava, but that, that is our tradition that they stopped on Rosh Hashanah, we stopped working on Rosh Hashanah. How do we know? Benisa Nigalu, continues the Gemara, Kedisa, yeah, like, just open up a Chumash, you'll see. It's there, it's all over the place. Okay. Betisha Yasin Ligal. Now here there's Machlokas again. When will the final Geula come? So, so, it says, it's going to happen again on Tishrei, that was, right, if you hold it, that's when the world was created, then interesting, I think it's interesting, I think it's talking about events, right, that are, affect the entire world, it's almost like re, when, when the world is redefined and reframed, so first is the creation of the world, then the creation, so to speak, the birth of the Ovos, where Jews are created, and the whole, uh, Tachas Abriah, 
gets sort of reframed. And then the end, right, the end of days, so to speak, the final gula, where the Tachas Abriya is reframed again. So then those three events are t- intertwined, right, but we have a source for each one of them regardless. So, the, so in other words, the, if one, if you would hold the creation, it, it all flows from creation. So if you hold, uh, like Rabbi Lezah, that happened in Tishrei, so then it's, they're all going to happen in Tishrei. And if you hold, like Rabbi Shur, that happened in Nisan, they're all going to happen in Nisan. So, the Tishrei is simply Gael, Rabbi Lezah, says, Asi Shofar, Shofar. Oh. So we know that the Shofar is blown in Rosh Hashanah. So just like we know that you're going to blow a Shofar to herald the end of days, so, so too, right, then you blow the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, and therefore, that's how we know that the final Geula will happen in Rosh Hashanah. However, Rabbi Shua, who holds that, but Nisan, the world was created, so how do we know, Benisan, so how do we know that that's when the final Geula is? He's not tying it back to creation, but rather he says, Benisan nigalu, Benisan asizan ligal. Yeah, because it's a propitious time. Propitious? It's a, uh, it's a good time for Geula. Just like we had the Geula in Nisan and Mitzrayim, all Geulas will happen in Nisan, okay? Now, Minalan, how do we know this? Amar Kra, well, again, we were looking for more of a source. It says, Leil Shimurim, right? It's a night of Shimurim. Leil Hamishumar Uva Misheshes Mebreshes. Uh, so he's backing it up by saying, Leil Shimurim means anticipation that this was a night that was kept in, right, uh, protected from already creation and in anticipation of that time period being the final redemption, right, that the final redemption will happen in Nisan, okay? Because you know that the Leil Shemarim is in fact in Nisan. Wait a minute. Ve'idach, so, 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 Ve'idach, if you hold it Leil Shemarim, which we know is in Nisan, is referring to that, so that it sounds like the Gula will be in, in Nisan. However, Rabbi Eliezer would say, Ve'idach, Rabbi Eliezer holds that the final Gula will be in Tishrei, will simply interpret Leil Shemarim differently. He'll say, Laila ham Shemar mazikin, that it's a night that's guarded from mazikim. In other words, Regardless of when it is, you're not going to have any harmful spirits. That's why we say and we don't say because we are protected from the mazikin and we open the doors for us to say, we're not worried. We don't need to lock our doors. We don't need to say the hemshech of because we are protected as we know on the Seder night. And certainly, right, are in fact consistent with themselves in a different context when they talk about whether the world was created and the others were born and the final Geula would be in Tishrei or in Nisan, here we're talking more specifically to the creation of the world because they have another machlokas where they agree with themselves. The Tanya, like we say in the Brahis, Ah, they have a machlokas, in fact, about when the Mabul was, when the flood was, because the Pasuk actually says that Noach was 600 years, the first thing you have to understand in order to have a prayer of understanding this Gemara is that in those days, right, people's social security were like 14, social security number, you know, the social security numbers weren't nine digits like they are today. They were like two and three digit social security numbers. And therefore their birthdays were actually correlated with the creation. Now there's this, so, so why is that important? Because again, Shas Sheshmos Shanola Nochay Noch is not talking about Noch's birthday. You assume Noch's birthday is uh, lined up with the date of creation. Okay, why is that important? Because again, the pasuk actually says that when he was 600, right on the second month, on the 17th day, that's when the flood really started. Okay, that's when the floodgates opened, so to speak. Rabbi Shua Omer Osa Yom Shiva Sarbi Iar Haya. 
So again, Rabbi Shua is going to say the second month means their ER. Because it's the second month from creation. Because we say that it's the second month from his birthday, which means creation. What is that? Yom shemazal kima shokea bayom umayinos mitmatim. Oh boy, what's mazal kima? It's the tale of Aries, Andrew. Are you, are you holding by, uh, har, um, astrology? Horoscopes? So we are the zodiac. Uh, oh, you printed out what I sent out. We have a very intense zodiac situation here, uh, whereby, you know what the zodiac represents? Constellations. But there's like 44 noted constellations. The zodiac, those 12 of the zodiac are the ones that are in the ecliptic. You know what the ecliptic is, uh, guys? It's the Earth's circle around the sun, and really all the planets actually, circle on a certain plane, right? They're not haphazard. They're all on one plane. That plane is called the ecliptic. So the constellations that are along that plane, those are called the zodiac. And those were thought uh, to have significance. Anyway, Aries, oh, and the, and the zodiac actually comes up at different times of the year, uh, depending on your, on your position, and at different times of the day. So the different times of the year, seasons, where you see certain zodiacs setting and rising across the sky. You gotta speak to Ari Rosenstein about this. Rising and setting across the sky. And so if you look, you can <clears throat> tell. If I told you what time of year and what time of night it was, you'd be able to tell me where the zodiac is at the time. So that's what's going on here when they're talking about what do you see in the sky. So uh, that was, the Kima is the tale of Aries, which we'll talk about. Basically, tomorrow, we will review the machlokes that they have with regards to what time of year it was actually is reflected on their actual machokas we started with today between Rulezer and Yeshua, when the flood was, also reflects when they hold the creation was.